Hey everyone, welcome to your journey, your testimony. Thank you once again for tuning in to listen to an episode on here. Um, just to say, how are you doing? I hope you're well, I hope you're doing great. I hope you're still enjoying summer. Um, we're in August, a new month. Yay, I love August actually. I don't know why, but I love August. <laughs> so today's testimony is from Monique, a dear friend of mine who is based in Zambia. So I managed to connect with her. We had some challenges with this interview because my voice kept cutting off, which is strange. But be patient. Just listen because I think we have a lot to learn from this testimony. A lot of encouragement also from this testimony. So I can't wait for you to hear it. So here it is with Monique. Listen and enjoy. I'll be blessed. <laughs> you have with me my friends, uh, a friend a long, long time ago, uh, Monique Mosala. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I got the name right, but you know, I'm Zambia, and she's got a new surname now. It's be Monique Sakala. Um, yeah, yeah, Monique Sakala. But now you're Monique Mon. What's your name? Musonda. Musonda. I'm really sorry. I practiced. Yeah. I practiced. <laughs> no, it's okay. So Monique Musanda, so great to have you. It's a long time you were in Zambia yeah. now. Um, but thank you because the friendship is still going on strong. Welcome to your journey, your testimony, Monique. Welcome. Yes. <laughs> so before we start, I usually do the usual, which is basically ask you to tell us a little bit about yourself. So Monique, tell us about yourself. Okay. Hi, everybody. Um, where to start from? Okay. I'll just keep it short. So Julie and I have known each other since, yeah, I'll just say forever because it's been a while. Um, yeah. We met when I was studying in London and um, met at KT, the church we were both attending, and yeah. the relationship just grew from there. Um, I since finished my studies and I've been back home. Um, praise the Lord. I got yeah. to start working in an industry that um, I actually studied for. And it's been an interesting experience. And um, yes, I uh, my status has changed. Um, it's <laughs> now eight months. <laughs> I am no longer. It was last year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was last year, November, 7th November. Yeah newly you know newly enjoying the new you know your marriage life and yes <laughs> still adjusting to the new surname you know you're signing documents then just yes. as you're putting for Sakala, you're like ah no i, I need to put <laughs> <laughs> my new surname yeah my new surname yeah what is it like yeah, being yeah um well it, it is different from being in london there are things i miss like wasabi but then this is home <laughs> this is home and you just get a sense of this is where i belong because you know when you're in any foreign country there's always the thought of if anything happens what happens to me will i be a priority yeah. you yeah. know but then being home you're comfortable these are your people you speak the language the dialect because what you find funny here everybody agrees with but then that side is like now you have to start explaining your thought process. No, what I actually meant was. So yeah, it's it's been great to be home, but I do miss London. I do miss um, 
the joys of having things like museums and parks you could just go to and yeah. just have a good time with your friends. So yeah, both both are great places. I really can't say I'd prefer one to the other. No, not at all. No, it's like asking me Nigeria and you. I will say uh-huh. no comments. No comments. <laughs> <laughs> now <laughs> <laughs> yeah very true 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 so, so today is, is kind of it we're gonna um interesting as well as uh you sharing testimony in terms of being a single life uh, and i really like this um this testimony and i'm glad we're talking about this because i have a lot of single friends and uh, it'd be good for us all to just hear your uh, experience your journey and uh, how you deal with challenges and struggles that can come with being single. Tell us your story. All right. So, yeah, it's it's an interesting story because I'll, I'll started from the time we were together in London. So, yeah. um, being single and praying for a man to marry was something we talked about and prayed about quite a number of times. And that's because, you know, God has not made us to be um, isolated individuals. He's made us for relationship, relationship with him and relationship with people. So for me, my, my journey with singleness starts from a point of, at the beginning, I felt, you know, I shouldn't feel like I want to get married. I really come off like I'm desperate. Let's talk about it. Let's pray about it. But then the Lord spoke to my heart, really, and this was in London. Uh, And that's because the cell I joined, I think I was on the younger age of most of the ladies in the cell. Um, Yes, which is true, actually, because I there was just two of us still going to uni and everybody else was really working and had been working for some number of years now. So So as you can expect. uh, So just to give people an idea what a cell is. So a cell is actually a group of people meet um, for for what Bible study and yeah. getting together, praying for one another and the basically together. So yeah, so really that was your, your sisters in Christ group kind of. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So as you can imagine, a whole lot of these single ladies and we're talking about real life issues. And yes, being single was one of them. And for me these are conversations I'd never had before. And, you know, at first I thought, hmm, should we really be talking about this? Shouldn't we just kind of wait and see what happens, you know? But then the more um, the ladies spoke about it, the more I realized you have to be intentional about this. But then again, I was still in uni and I thought, you know what? I have time. I'm far from the 30s. You know, my biological (laughs) clock is still good. (laughs) You know, I'm all good. So it's a conversation we would have, you know, would pray with each other. And it's something I did start to think about. And then as my two, three years, four years at uni came to an end and I was coming home, um, I remember the year I came home, um, two of my friends got married. And now I'm getting closer to the 30s and I'm like, hmm, okay. (laughs) I'm a bit, I'm getting worried now, Jesus. What's happening, you know? And at this point, yes, I had prayed about getting married. I had prayed about being with a Christian man. And I think that is something I learned from the cell, actually, is it's not just about getting married. It's who do you want to marry? 
and in that marriage what is going to be the purpose of your marriage um uh, there's a lady um in our cell that got married in her early 30s um and she she's into um uh saving women and girls that are involved in trafficking and she married somebody who is in the entertainment industry and you could just see this lady's ministry flourish because her husband would be able to set up gigs and they have these events and she's fundraising for um the organization she was a part of serving um uh, girls that are caught up in the life of human trafficking mm. and you could just see that their marriage is more than just a husband and wife there's a ministry there you know there's yeah. something they're doing for god yeah. you know uh, my cell leader at the time our overall cell leader um when she um shared her testimony and even her marriage with her husband you could see in as much as she had um a conventional career in medicine yeah. her husband was the evangelist he was a preacher but you could see the type of woman she was she was she's the kind of wife that a preacher an evangelist like him needs because she's ready and willing to say okay we're going somewhere pick up my bags and let's go so you know i had all these amazing examples of it's not just about getting married find a man get married and you know change your status it's about self with is this the person that god has a plan and a purpose for you to have not just a marriage but also a ministry which it really should be to the world around us because we have you know looking at today people have so many different versions of what a marriage is open marriages marriages where people are happy to bring in somebody to have a threesome so you know it's important for us as christians that our marriages are not two people coming together but there is a ministry um coming a, out of it god has a purpose mm-hmm. for the marriage Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I come home and um I come home with my wonderful degree and then my friends um also graduated and some of them have been working even for 2 years or so and these people are getting married like their lives just seem to be flowing and everything seems to be falling into place. Um I actually attended two of my very close friends um Uh, weddings when i came home i think within months of each other and it really got me thinking at this point i'm like okay so what what is it that i really want what is it that would bring peace to my heart in a husband at this point yes i've experienced these amazing marriages i, I just shared but then i had not really sat down to, with myself to say okay what do you really want and at the same time i had been on dates and i had been on dates with guys that were not christians i had been on dates with um guys that were really nice you know they were good people but you know you could tell that the lifestyle they had chosen they were happy with and mm-hmm. i'll just say this in zambia and in africa if the woman goes to church that's that's ideal the man doesn't have to So you know date these guys wow. and they're like oh you go to church or an asha oh that's great you know wow. but then they're not living that type of life like yeah I'll come to church on Sunday but that's pretty much as far as I'll go it's not my lifestyle it's not like I'm putting time out for devotional oh, or wow. any of that so I've been on dates with nice guys you know so this but then um this dates was he at church or you know like maybe a coffee cafe 
people yeah um so uh well here um the guys i went on dates with um a lot of them were um i could say recommendations by friends like oh i i know this guy i think you guys will get along and he's a really nice guy and i'm like okay cool i'll give it a try and you go out you get another person or you're getting to another person but you know we should all be intentional as well when going on dates don't just go on a date and hope like oh i hope he likes me and this will lead to a marriage you go with an open mind and you go with realistic expectations and you know i'll be honest some of the guys were really nice guys but you know there was no faith you know based in their lives there was no spirituality there was no god and i told myself relationship with god didn't have a relationship with jesus it was just for sure yeah. pretty much yeah 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 and and i wanted more because i wanted a home where jesus and god are going to be the center in my home i wanted to bring up my children in the word of god and i've grown up in a home where my mom is the spiritual leader my dad not so much let me not even say not so much my dad no So it brings confusion because we grew up going to church with my mom. And so you find as you are getting older and now starting to decide for yourself, is this a relationship with the Lord that I really want to pursue? You find that you you can find yourself between a rock and a hard place because you're like, well, but he doesn't and his life is great. <laughs> Things are working <laughs> out. So what's the big idea with me having to wake up on Sunday and making time and all of that? So I I really wanted to grow up in a house where both me and my husband we are on one page about you know our relationship with Christ and this really played a lot in the relationship the relationships I had with people uh, in particular with guys I was going out on dates with that was like the do or die if if a guy <laughs> does not have a relationship with Christ yeah we would chat but at the bottom of my heart I know that okay this is not going anywhere and I would be honest with them I would come out to say look you're a great guy and what not but this this is not going to go anywhere and I'd explain you know I had a lot of them tell me to say oh thank you for letting me know I'm not going to waste my time pursuing this which was fine you know and um others got hurt and would cut me off and no one to talk to me but you know i understood because even they obviously had intentions when they were being told you're going to meet my friend and she's a really nice girl and da da da, da. you know they all had their intentions and motives behind the meet um so you know going going forward from here um i started i found a job second year of um being home and at my job was a gentleman who was very interested in me uh-huh. uh, we met in uh, march is when we started working together okay. uh, by october the guy had been pursuing me that long by october i finally gave into the pursuit, <laughs> the pursuit. <laughs> yeah girls take your time you know let him pursue you <laughs> wow so he started from what march to october Wow. Yeah. Talk about Yeah. Are you serious? Well, he, he was he was relentless, you know. But um yeah, so October we started dating. Um uh there's no reason why I didn't go for the guy between March and October. I just I just took my time. I wasn't I was intentional with what I wanted and actually I think let me just share this. Um so 
the year I came back, I took time and I wrote down in my journal the kind of man that I wanted God to bless me with. Because at this point, I had been on dates with nice guys, but I thought, okay, Holy Spirit, maybe I'm just not being clear <laughs> what I want. So let me write it down. <laughs> let me write it down so that we're all on one page, you know. So I put down, you know, the importance of the man having a relationship with God, somebody I can grow up with, I can grow with spiritually, individually, and as a couple, because before you come together, you're individuals. So for you together to grow, even as an individual, you have to grow in your relationship with the Lord and mm. somebody to have a home with that is centered on the Bible, centered on the word of God to bring up our children and with that same objective of, you know, leading them to Christ and praying that as they grow older, they make personal decisions to say, this is going to be the life that we are going to choose to live. Yeah. So I really put all that down in my journal and I put down verses to support this. I put down testimonies of other influences I had been following at this point. The likes of Kerry Job, who got married, I think she was 30. Um, there was Jackie Hill Perry, and they all seemed to be getting married just like the 30 was a threshold and I was so, approaching so 30. It was basically 30 that was your threshold for getting married. Yeah. Yeah, oh, wow. it seemed for them and that, you know, a lot of them were all getting why, married. Why, why, I'm, I'm curious, I'm curious, I'm curious now, actually. Why 30? Yeah. What, was, what was so significant 30 that you wanted to get married, you know, at, at 30, by 30? Well, I, I really can't say just because of the influences I was listening to and following and in their lives it just hosts it just all seemed to come together at 30. so as i was approaching 30 i was like okay yes i'm 27 i'm 28 but you know god seemed to be doing everything for all these other people at 30 so let's just see what happens as we're getting to 30. Yeah. um but of course yeah god so god has us, yeah, god yeah. Has exactly the reason i ask because i'm nigerian and obviously you're Zambian. And there are some, uh, well, as the similarities <laughs> in Africa, when you get past 23, you're considered to be Kago, as, well, as Nigerians call Kago. Ah, yes. Old, old and, and, you know, for, for you to get married. Uh, my brothers and sisters were, uh, all the brothers and sisters were saying, Okay, your biology clock is ticking at 23. Can you imagine? Your biology, biology wow. clock is ticking. You should be married by now. Who's going to marry you? So I've just, in terms of affected your, your um, reasons for choosing at 30 uh, as well. Uh, the pressure of, of getting married and what people will say to you. I guess that's why I just kind of wanted to know if that, if that also had an impact in you wanting to get married at that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I can say I was lucky in that, um, low key, I would have aunties pass comments like, oh, you know, time is passing, especially where I go to a wedding and you post pictures on your WhatsApp. They're like, oh, this is lovely. So when is yours? <laughs> 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 So yeah, those low-key comments were, were being passed. But I think um, I was a bit insensitized from it because I, I just told myself, look, you're in the waiting. 
And something that actually a, a cell leader, our cell leader, told uh, told me when I was in London is enjoy the season you are in. And I think for me that just set me free for a lot of things because that doesn't only talk about your relationship status. It also talks about where you are right now. If you're a student, I know being a student, I was so anxious about, oh my gosh, mm. you know, the world then seemed to be like everything was difficult. And I'm like, oh, what's, what's going to happen when I graduate? Will I get a job? And that sort of thing. But, you know, when she spoke that to me, I realized it's in every area of your life. Just enjoy the season. So, you know, I would ignore those subtle comments that would be passed like, oh, you know, so-and-so had a baby, you know how it is, the sooner you have them, the better and whatnot. But yeah. I would just kind of all brush it under the carpet because I thought, you know, there's there's no point in me allowing people to put external pressure on me exactly. and finding myself in a situation that I know I shouldn't even be in. So I, I think, yeah, I ignored a lot of the comments and I, I do know of friends and family members that have succumbed to that and no, it has not gone well for, for a lot of wow. them. Wow. So I, I was very lucky and I think also my mom had a part to play in it. <laughs> I think any of her sisters that would want to say anything, she would just shut it down. So a lot of people oh, wow. were a bit She's, like... <laughs> you're lucky actually, but my mom was the yeah, opposite. Yeah, I was. <laughs> she was the opposite. Um, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so I, I was lucky with that as well. Um. So yeah, I wrote down that prayer then the following year. I start work, meet this gentleman, and he pursues me. October, mm. we start dating. Um, so we started dating, and um, as I'm praying about the relationship, I opened my journal, and I could see that there are things I asked the Lord for. You know, the guy, you know, was a believer. We would go to church together. But there are just things about his character that were not aligned with my mm. prayer. You know, and the funny thing about being in a relationship is people from the outside can see, but then they find it difficult to tell you. And some may actually be brave enough and say it, but you're like, no, you know, when we get married, it's not going to be like that anymore. You know, he won't be going to the club and whatnot. We're going to be at home. We'll be praying mm-hmm. and da, 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 da. Yes, I know everybody knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and which would challenge me because it's like the Holy Spirit was like, yes, he's a believer, but then you asked me for specific things. Does the character, does the person he has demonstrated to you really, uh, is that aligned with what you had asked me for? So um, I move it along, four months along, we started talking of marriage. So things move very fast. So, wow. We started talking of marriage and um, uh, so traditionally in Zambia, when you are going to ask for a woman's hand in marriage, you're supposed to do, I'll, I'll say it in English, that it makes sense. You're supposed to um, start a process that is called taking plates, which is essentially um, your initial request from the family. The representatives from your family go to the girl's family and present plates with Uh, money in it requesting to say we would like to speak to you about the intention of a young man from our home wants to marry a young lady from this home 
So we actually got to that, which is a big thing because at this point you've called all the elderly aunties and uncles in the family. And basically like everybody knows, okay, Monique is going to be getting married because there is people coming. So that conversation had started, but um, a month into that, him and I had such um, a horrible argument that I broke it up. So now I had to go tell my parents to say, okay, actually the relationship is done. (laughs) This is not going to be happening. And it was so devastating. That was the whole introduction or during the process of him meeting your family, arrangements, that's been wow it was a sad heartbreaking experience you know for me um you know it was i could almost say it it was a very dark place for me because yes it was in the process of that like representatives from his family had already spoken with my family and they were just waiting on dates that they could agree for him to then for his side of the family to come and meet mine mm. and now you know the relationship is done and i told my parents and basically you know when something like that happens now you have to explain okay so you people told us you're serious about this what has happened and i just you know i opened up my heart and explained some of the challenges we're having with regards to communication Mm. points of view on certain things and you know my, I actually spoke to my mom first and she heard what I had to say and she said, you know what? Everything you've shared, if in a relationship you guys are not able, just dating, you're not able to sort these things out. Mm. Imagine you're in a marriage, Monique, and in a marriage you can't jump in and jump out. When you jump in, when they say for better or worse, they mean it. It's for life. So my mom, yeah, it's yeah. for life. So all she said to me is, if this is your final decision, because we all know we all do the baby comeback. If this is your final decision, then stick to it. So I stuck to it for a week. <laughs> and then, you know, started talking to the gentleman again, but it just it just never worked out. Like um there was just so much, even the breakup I think just did more ruin for the relationship than good. Mm-hmm. That it was just better for both of us to separate. Thanks for listening to the first part of this testimony. Monique still has a lot to share with us, so I hope you will come back and listen to part two, which should be available very soon. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye.